excited <clears throat> and you're half cut i'm not half cut she is she is let's um cheers to the what did you get us period <sighs> okay like it's... did you buy like the old school <laughs> bucket of sh- bucket o shots no 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 twist one <laughs> it was a game it was a game and yeah so i have a maverick twist shot lemon lime Says drink with divider ventricle. Eighteen oh. percent alcohol, twenty five mils. Yes. What the actual? Yeah, good. I need to catch up to you, so I've got two, and my first one is chop cherry. Cow- looks like a cowboy, <laughs> like a cook fucking like a cowboy. Cucky. Let's go. Charles. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Why are you being like that? It's not like you haven't had a shot before. Oof, bruh. Bro. Hold up. I need Frankie. <laughs> the fuck is Frankie? Frankie's my drink bottle. My emotional Mate. support water bottle. Fuck. Is that what you call it these days? Anyway, guys. Hi. There's We're back. Place. It's been a while. Now, why has that, Sarah? Oh, FYI, everyone. There's Red Bull in my Macca's cup. No, it is not. It's alcohol. It's Red Bull. It's definitely alcohol. Um, why has it been so long? Because we have life. <laughs> because motherhood. Because life. Mm. Because holy guacamole shit happens in the world and we actually never have time for ourselves. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We're so busy now. What are you doing now? Hold mm. on. I'm just going to take yeah, this other take shot. That, take that second 36%. One. Actually, let's, it's even more now because I've had three. Let's go, sis. Hey. That one was super good. Anyway, I don't, don't know what it is. Don't ask. No, for next time. Okay. Um... So we have been a little absent. Very. Very. How many months has it been, do you think? It's about five. Has it been five? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel like We that. went past our f- one-year anniversary. And we did nothing to celebrate. <laughs> I did one little post. Oh, well, <laughs> here it is. And she's like, one year already? It didn't it, – time just flies, honestly. Yeah. But I think <clears throat> a lot has um, – a lot has changed. I'm a little croaky this week. Why? <clears throat> oh, you've been sick. Oh, can I tell everyone? <coughs> that I had the runs. <laughs> That's why we couldn't record on Monday. Yeah. Kids oh. are great for germs, aren't they? Yeah, they go to school with other kids, but you now will grab g- germs as well. Because I work in a school. Yay. Yeah, so that's another Who reason. Who let you have that job? <laughs> Do I not? <laughs> so my new job, yeah. let's, let's talk about what we're doing now because yeah. we're both doing – Completely different things to what we were doing five months ago. Yeah. So you all know that I was working in resi care. I was a living carer week on week off with my husband working the opposite week. We both worked in child safety with disadvantaged children who had been removed from their families. Mm-hmm. Boohoo. Um, now he still does disability care, but he works a different roster. He only does a four day a week yeah. roster, mm-hmm. which is really nice because we get weekends every weekend together, which yeah. is lovely. Um, and I, I needed to change my job. So we, we had put you on that path. 
You Thanks. did. We had been like full transparency as this podcast is about. Anthony and I went through a little bit of a rough patch yep. where relationship-wise we were questioning everything about each other. We both agreed that we were not getting what we needed out of that relationship. So we decided to go to therapy. Yep. I mean it was the best thing that we did for ourselves. We mm. realised there was a lot of unmet needs for each other in our relationship and one of those came down to time and investment in each other Yeah, in that we were working opposite weeks. We never saw each other. We saw each other a lot more mm. than most couples but it just wasn't that kind of – it wasn't the type of time or the invested time that we needed for our relationship. So yeah. I very dramatically went, I'm going to quit my job mm. and I – had spoken to you about it and you had done a reading for me and you were like, no, it's something to do with either money or like helping people or, you know, guiding people. And I was mm. kind of like, I don't know what that looks like. And so then I just through conversations in people I knew I stumbled onto this job in a high school. Yeah. So I work in a local high school near my house in the upper side of the east of the Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, and I, my title is youth support coordinator. Suits you. So basically I spend four days a week at a high school chatting to senior students, 10, 11, 12. Mm -hmm. um, those students are typically, you know, disadvantaged in some way or form. So they come from a family, perhaps a broken home, perhaps they're in out-of-home care. Mm. Some are independent students, which is where, you know, they've hit a point where they can't live with their family. So they've found themselves accommodation and they are taking control of their own learning. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of them are just kids who just need that glorified auntie. Which is you. Which is me. 100% you. In every aspect. Um, to just come and bitch and vent to. Girls, that would be so – see? Right it's up the right alley. up my alley. So, mm. like, I have kids come to me on the daily and, like, they broke up with their boyfriends or their girlfriends and, you know, they're upset or they had a fight with their mum over something really stupid. I feel like that's the really – that's the big auntie role anyway because I do that shit with my nieces. Right. And so it has a fallen into it. Let's be fully transparent about mm -hmm. this too. It pays crap shit. Yep. Like I went from yeah. triple figure income yeah. to very low double figure income. Yeah. Um, but I have actually never been in a job that I love and enjoy more. Which is more important. Way more important. Yeah. I mean – Yes, it does put an additional financial stress on me and my relationship and my family. Mm -hmm. But that is all something that can be worked because it's not a place we haven't already been in. Yes. And that, that was probably in that read as well. No, it was in the read. Yeah. In that we've done it before. We've lived off less money. It's you have. Just we've become accustomed to making good money. Yeah. So, you know, that has been a transition, but we're still working through that. And Anthony is super supportive. He can see how happy I am in my job. Because we've talked about on this podcast my incessant need to be needed. Yes. And I'm so needed <laughs> you are. at this school. You like, are. Like, you know, I work four days a week and my boss tells me every Tuesday when I come in, he's like, oh, yesterday I had like 15 kids come in and be like, where's Miss Sarah? <laughs> he's like, they walk in with this like face, like they're like really excited to see you and then I tell them you're not here and then they walk out real sunken and sullen because Miss Sarah's not here. But so, that's amazing. That's what those kids need then, someone that they can rely on to go to when they're going through the toughs, even the normal things that we think, oh, bro. Yeah. You know. And, and it's funny because I talk to the kids all the time and I'm like, dude, the drama from – we I was in high school 17, 18 years ago. Mm. The drama hasn't changed all that much. 
the the shit that they bring to me is the is, same shit. It's the same shit. It's just got like a little different twist on it, especially with the social media added into it. That plays a huge part. Yeah. But typically the problems they all come and complain to me about are exactly the shit that What's, I complained about. Are you are you allowed to speak about what they come and say? Yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of it um, I can leave names out yeah. and, you know, that, that – So what's – okay, give me the juiciest one. Um, oh, the juiciest one. A lot of it is the mundane shit. It's friendship dramas. Always there. It's always – you know, so-and-so said such and such behind my back. And it's not the fact that it's what was said. It's that then everyone in that year level puts their two cents in about it and it becomes gossip. So what do you advise to them? When it oh, happens. mate, this time is fleeting. Yeah. This time is fleeting. This time you, is easy. You do not need 15 friends. True. Find two or three. Find two or three good friends who add value to your life. Yeah. Who support you and the things that you want to do in school and mm. are good for you to be around. And, you know, if that means investing into yourself and investing into school because that's not fucking considered cool. Mm. But if your friends support that and you say to your mates, no, I've got this English assignment due and they don't belittle you for staying home on That's Friday, a good friend. Like, that's a good friend. Fuck and all those all, other ones. That's right. And it, But it is all just – it's the general dramatics. Like, you know, a couple of girls this year have broken up with their long-term boyfriends that they've had for mm. through year 10, 11, 12. And Shit. they're on that transition cusp of I'm leaving school, I'm about to be an adult. Mm. So the relationship doesn't serve them anymore. But it's them adjusting to being single. Weird for teenagers. Weird, so weird. You know, and I'll, you know, I've got quite a few Year Twelve students at the moment. They're they're going through their up here. It's called a QCE. Our Sydney folks will know it as HSC. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's figuring out what they're going to do after school. And I never realised how much teachers or wellbeing staff like myself or heads of departments, deputies and what whatnot, mm-hmm. how much they um, actually mattered to mm. students. So a lot of these kids, their parents, you know, this economy, a lot of families, their parents, are, are if they're a two-parent family or they're a single-parent family, they work mm. from the crack of dawn mm. till the break of night. Mm. So there's no adult at home for them. These kids have to figure everything out on themselves. Mm. They have to motivate themselves to do homework. They have to submit their assignments. They have to prepare their own meals. Often older siblings are looking after younger yeah. siblings. There's a lot on their shoulders because of the economy. Adults have to be working to yeah. be able to support them. So the, the staff at school become the kids' consistence. Yeah. So we had, you know, two-week school holiday and my first two, ba- two days back after school holidays was hectic. In like, terms of what? Though? In terms of kids. Pushing through my door, being like, Miss, I need to talk to you. Yeah. Like, I've got this weighing on me, or I'm feeling this certain way about things, or like, you know, suicidal thoughts, yeah. self harming, relationship breakdowns. Mm. And I said to my boss after two days, I was like, What the frick is wrong with them? They're like, Because they've had two weeks where they haven't had you. So now I'm seeing my year 12 students finishing up, and they're very anxious about going out into the world and not having the consistency. Of seeing their teachers five times a week. So how do you wean them off that? Because you know that's going to happen and Sarah's not always going to be there and you can't be on that phone going, oh, yeah, no, shoot me a message or whatever. Yeah. How do you wean them from the supportive role that you play and them going out and actually executing being an adult? I think it's 
ensuring that they're set up with access to those supports externally. Mm-hmm. So the ones that really do need it, having them set up with services such as Headspace, Beyond Blue, um, Gold Coast Youth Coordination, mm-hmm. knowing that they have places they can go to, those that are going to uni, connecting them before they start uni with the wellbeing teams at universities. Griffith yeah. University in Nathan and on the Gold Coast have amazing support networks. So just finding all of those places outside of school that they'll end up in yeah, and you. setting them up with those beforehand. There are a select few that obviously will still come back Yeah, for a couple of months at the start of next year. Yeah. They'll drop in to say hi to their old teachers because they want to and then they'll end up in my office and be like, oh, miss. Yeah. You know, a lot's happened. Life I need to, is, I need to talk Life to is lifing. Yeah, but, I mean, that's all part of growing up though. But I think it's opened my eyes to a different realm. Mm. I've worked with little kids for a really long time and we have little, little kids. kids. But now seeing the teenage side of it, like ours aren't going to be able to get away with jack shit because I've got these seniors that tell me all their dirty secrets of oh. how they get away with stuff. Sis, right. They kids are. So, I mean, okay, maybe I did a lot of things very young, but the kids are out the gate now. Mm-hmm. Like what they're doing from a very early age is out the gate, dude. So last weekend, obviously we're on the Gold Coast. Last weekend in Logan, did you hear about that four hundred plus person party planned by a bunch of fourteen year olds <laughs> that had ten year olds being taken to hospital no on drugs way. and alcohol? No fucking a ten year old. AJ's age. No fucking Could way. Could you imagine AJ? AJ would never do party. that. AJ is, no. No, I can't because it's different old. parenting. Mm. If I caught my 10-year-old there, w- wouldn't be there. No. Wouldn't be there first. But if I did, you know what's going to happen, boy. <laughs> but isn't that wild? And like we say, the, the age of kids doing stuff is. Mm. It's lowered. It's kids go, and then where's, yeah, it's fucked at the moment. Spiritually, do anyone help the kids? even if that's relig- religiously or spiritually? We have programs inside the school and obviously it depends on every student. Not every kid is open to that. I did actually have a student last week. She came and confessed to me that behind her parents' back she's actually converted to Islam. Oh, wow. Because she plays sport mm-hmm. with a with a with quite a large group of girls who are Islamic and they yep. invited her to go to their mosque mm-hmm. and she'd seen – the community that that religion had and she felt like she fit into that community. And it was, you know, it's interesting going with her at the moment in in trying to figure out how she opens up to people about her conversion Yep, because she's happy Yep, but she's obviously conscious that not everyone's going to oh, no. receive that. But also the, same way she the question would be because I know I have a lot of um, – Islamic, we yeah, both we're do. we're from Bankstown, man. Right? <laughs> That's what I, first thing I said, I was like, bangs, bangs. I've got so many Muslim friends, it's fine. <laughs> but also they don't really lean anyone to the faith unless it's because of a relationship. Mm. Was that question asked? No, no boys. So no boys. In no the, boys. It's okay. that she, so she comes from a Christian background, mm-hmm. um, but she's seen hypocrisy in the Christian faith. Absolutely. Um, and the thing that drew her to Islam was the community. Okay, and so the she fact felt that safe. She had felt so welcomed, yep. not judged. Yep. She was being her true, authentic self, and mm-hmm. that was still accepted. Um, and then that's how, you well, know, it you, made girl. her feel safe. And I said, well, then that's on you, man. You 100%, own that. You own that. You can believe whatever you want. Especially she going into adulthood too. Mm, she's your 12, yeah. Yeah, well, then she gets to choose whatever she wants to be. 
you and know. And I think as well I said to her, I said. As long as she's safe and it, loved. When it comes to religion, I think religion, for me, I view religion as fluid mm-hmm. in that religion becomes a connection for someone at a point in their life when mm-hmm. they need it. When they need it. 100%. That's a good way to put it. Do you know? So yeah. you could be having a crisis in mm-hmm. your life. And a religion will fill that void to make you feel safe. And if it becomes a belief that gives you comfort, yeah, I don't actually care what that belief is. If it makes you feel content, mm-hmm. that's all that matters. 100%. Because that is the feeling you need to be able to continue in this world. And who are we to judge what's good for them and what's not good for them, especially when they're leading into that age. Before then, okay, I get that. But leading into that, as long as you got your ducks about you. Mm. Oh, good. And the way that she's kind of been integrated into the religion, I, I don't, from an outsider's perspective, feel like it was manipulated in any way. It's very much been her Of choice. course, you will always make sure that they're not being manipulated. Mm. That's why I asked. Because, it, like it's I said. It's not like she's found a boyfriend and she's like, I'm converting well, to that Islam was, so we can be Yeah. No. So that was more of what, what I was like, okay, so is this a situation where there's someone involved in it and he's like, well, I can't be with you unless... And this is yeah. not, so then that's different. Yeah, I think it's genuinely just a place in her heart that she's found a Peace. void and that fills mm. it and good for her. Yeah, awesome. But see, this is all happening in high school. Out of it. Crazy, right? It is. It's a lot of big decisions yeah, for a I lot of little I would think mind. they had another, at least another couple of years for to navigate all that life. So much. Wow, what's so happening? Much. But you, <sighs> that's me in a nutshell. I've just adopted like 180 children. <laughs> yeah, but you, you're, I think that's a perfect role for you because you are that anyway to many, many people. And at least these astrays that I can like <laughs> after a couple of years, they're not my responsibility. They don't Until you see fully. them in a pub or something and they're like, hey, yeah. miss. Hey, miss Sarah. You go, please don't call me that. <laughs> and they're like, sorry, what? <laughs> But yeah. you, you've been freaking busy at the wazoo, sis. Yeah. So... F- Apart, yeah, I had a bit of time off to think about stuff and something was thrown at me, like literally thrown here, take this and run with it. And um, so now I'm like doing a whole like crystal store, psychic readings, twin flame readings. Shout out to the Charmed Realm <laughs> up in Mount Tambourine. Yeah, head up there. It's pretty cool. It's got some like cherry blossom trees. It's and actually fairy a total realm. vibe. So for our non-Gold Coast listeners, Mount Tambourine is stunning. It's a beautiful Gold Coast mountain range that has like waterfalls mm. and bushwalks and then all these quaint Etsy style like cute little shops. Yeah. There's like a chocolate shop along there. There's a beautiful winery along there. Mm. And then on the corner, I need a roundabout, mm. right is, our charmed, to... is our charmed realm. Yeah, yeah. And so it's that gorgeous. It is. We've done a really good job. A witch used to be in there, so she took the aesthetic of what you think a witch um, would be if it was her little haven. And we've lightened it up a lot, put some uh, – the artists that were there, one of them is um, Troy Rigby and his wife, Jules. They did an amazing job with the paint job – the paint. They did an amazing job with the artistry of the place and then inside, um, and yeah. And let's like give like a – because Kelly's not going to describe it, so I will. So okay, you go. you pull up on the corner. It's next to actually a cute little cafe that does a beautiful high tea. Yeah. Imagine like your quaint little country town and on the corner you walk down this driveway and you basically walk into what feels like a secret garden. Yeah. So there's like a beautiful white building, very like Hampton style white wood. Mm. And then in the 
entrance area, there is this gorgeous like cherry blossom tree that consumes the whole entrance. And then they've done this like fairy garden painting and an actual garden that has all these cute little ornaments in them. Mm. And you could stand there and stare at it for ages and you're like constantly looking through the little plants and the miniature figurines and you're like, oh, there's a little fairy there and there's this little mushroom tree house there. My kids had an absolute ball just staring out the front. Loads of Instagram pick opportunities, guys. If you see my Instagram uh, current profile pic, that is outside that is the it. charmed realm. Yeah. Gorgeous fairy wings. Good for the adults too. Yeah. And then you walk into this beautifully aesthetic pleasing. It just gives me so much peace. Mm. I do not like chaos and too much like yeah, stuff. Very... This is beautifully laid out and there's gorgeous cabinetry and you've got all of these like Things from like wizard wands mm. to crystals to raw rocks, yeah, incense, um, a lot of what's glass already up there. Yeah. Like beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, thank it you. Looks it wasn't just all me. Like I'm never going to take full credit for something I didn't do on my own. It was a collective. It was a collective, but because I'd been up there since the day dot from clean up to now. Um, I have – I went from being in a resentful mood of why am I here to a completely, holy shit, it's my spot. I've created something. I created something. I couldn't believe it because this is not what I do. I mm. don't – that retail, I don't do that. That's not me. And it's put me into a place to learn and to figure out a lot of stuff for myself. You know, you get guidance of where you need to go, but it's a good – type of guidance because without that I wouldn't be doing the one thing that I've been ignoring or doing for free for a very long time Mm. and that is the readings. So that's been um, pumping hard. That's so good. You can feel the energy when you walk into the shop too, to be honest. Like I even pause to try and figure out how to describe it because it is very like (sighs) – yeah. It is. That's how I feel. Like I don't know what the word to describe that is, but that's the energy I feel when we walked in. And I brought my husband up. Yeah. Um, and the kids and, yeah, it's just a beautiful little spot. It is. It's got a very zen vibe, that little like front courtyard bit yeah. where we can like have a sneaky chat. <laughs> Which we did. Which we did. I was like, what's happening? What's going on? <laughs> Quick, we've got like 20 minutes to fill in. Yeah. I feel like that up there as well. Like I said, it's very different. Um, but – I can engage with a lot more people than, you know, just friends and people of friends and mm-hmm. kind of You're meeting la- strangers now. Meeting strangers. But it it made me realise that even standing with those people, how many people actually need help mm. and how many on the journey of healing are stuck. Mm. And when I describe everything to them and then I'll push out some, I'll um say some big hits to them and they're like, holy shit, how did you know that? And it's like, I just know. Mm. I don't know if we've really explained 100% what I do on this podcast outside of – I think think the Twin Flame journey was the only thing that I said, but there was a lot more to it. We've touched on – because we've had a couple of people on here who have had readings from you, like Cass, myself, um, you know, and obviously we've touched on how you've guided – the old crew of like Sandrine and yeah. Bex, yeah. Pook Pook, you know how you helped them on that. But I think this opportunity really gives you the space to forge more of that connection rather than it just being like 
not that it's not a natural sense, but like rather than it just being like off the cuff when yeah. you like meet people, yeah, it's kind of something that you're gonna regularly be tapping into. And like anything, it's like a muscle. Mm-hmm. When you work it more, it becomes stronger. A hundred. So I feel like the more that you're interacting, especially with strangers, the more that muscle of your spiritual connection is going to kind of get a workout and just be stronger and you're oh god it does but it's also you know when you don't know these people and you pull out something about them and they're just standing there going how and i'm like you know you're in here it's easy to read you but a lot of people don't realize that they have It's going to sound stupid, but they have markings on them Mm. where I recognize those markings. I'm like, everyone I know that is a certain type of person has that mark. Mm. Um, They'll just emit something from their eyes. Like a lot of times people come in quite soulless, but not that they've done any stuff. And then other people, they hyped up energy. You can just sense it. Can sense it. it. But then you would be able to do that in a different way way it's like you're a spiritual psychologist and i do no bullshit readings like you don't come to me to find out what time what place and what year you're gonna meet this person and how that's gonna go about and i said that's just dumb i don't do that i said i'm here for healing how can we elevate you as a person and put you on a path that deals with all the shit you're not dealing with i think that's something that you and i have reflected on through our entire friendship in how you've helped me in that aspect is you've always said to me, when we do readings, you're not here to predict my future. Mm. You're here to show me two paths that I could take mm. and help me make an educated decision on what is going to be better for me. hundred. It's not necessarily that you're like giving me a pinpoint in time where my fork is going to start yeah. and that I need to take the left route. It's you're telling me, Sarah, you have these opportunities in front of you. The universe is open to you taking them. Free will always, always, always comes first. Comes first yep. But it's making an educated decision based on knowing what your future could, could. entail. That's exactly right. Perfectly said. Mm. You know, but we get a lot of people that to us, to the, the everyday folk, that would be like sensible, right? But then you get people that just they the outcome driven, mm-hmm. and they that I need to know this and this person told me that and I'm like so why don't you wait the six months when that person from the time that from the time that person had said that to you why are you here mm. I'm like you haven't even waited out that but period. But I think that that is society as a whole, right? We're really impatient because we're so with social media we're used to instant gratification that when things don't happen straight away. <laughs> We're all like, well, it's not going to. Woe is me. Yeah. It didn't happen for me in 30 seconds, so it's never going to happen. And it's like, well, it's not about that. It's about taking a seat back, mm-hmm. analysing what your future could entail, opening yourself up to the universe's energy mm. and allowing that, allowing that to be let in as well. And I think that's where a lot of your guidance and your readings and stuff come into more of an awakening yeah. than necessarily a prediction. Yeah. You know, and it is a lot of people when they have trauma or they've not coped with something or they've suppressed something, it's pulling those layers back in a reading Mm. and realising, okay, there's something that I haven't dealt with. I've got to deal with that before I can get past it and open myself up to these opportunities the universe has set for me. Yeah, it's exactly that. I couldn't explain it any better. 
Um, but yeah, you're right. Like a lot of people want instant gratification. I need it to happen now. And it's like, so what are you doing for it? Are you going to sit there at your house and wallow in yourself and be, you know, allow that depression to kick in, the anxiety to kick in and take over you while you're waiting for an opportunity with someone that's probably not ready for you to even be around them and vice versa. They could be going through the same thing and you're going to put yourself in that situation to what, break up again? To me would be sensible, right? But I've been through long journeys with all different types of relationships, whether it be friendships, family, relationships. I don't need any more to know that that outcome that I know is better for me or the best version of my outcome isn't going to happen. It definitely is because I've allowed now. Mm. And, yeah, we go through those moments where we don't allow and we go do dumb shit and we, you know, second guess everything and question stuff. But I think when you allow for stuff, once you get to that point where you're just like, it is what it is, what am I fighting I can't fight anything. There's nothing to fight here. I'm not going to prove anything to anyone. I'm not going to stand out and be like, hey, look at me. Look what I'm doing. I'm doing well. I'm doing good. And yet I'm fucking in the bed crying my eyes out because mm. I just, I feel the guilt of, of this whole journey. I don't, it's not that I don't care. I just am not worried. I'm in that flow where yeah. what will be will be because it's meant to be and I've allowed it to be. And I think it is creating a lot of self-awareness. Yep. That's a that's another thing that your readings do because you will very much so put a big, plain, blatant mirror in front of people with your readings. Yeah. And you in a very loving way will call people out on stuff and say like the universe is trying to tell you this but you keep ignoring them. Yeah. You want to keep ignoring them, that's fine. Stop complaining. Yeah. But if you want to change something, you need to stop and you need to look in this reflection and self-awareness is where a lot of us don't want to go. No. No one wants to, like, we all profess to be self-aware. <laughs> We're all like, oh, yeah, most authentic me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like when it really comes down to it, are we self-aware? Yeah. And that, that's another thing that I think your ability is able to highlight for people is you have that impartial um, approach mm. to the people you do readings for because what comes to you from spirit is not in your control. It's not. It just comes. It just comes. And if they want to be open and receptive to it, you really have to do sit, like we've said before, yeah. sit in your, your shit. shit. <laughs> but not long enough so that so you, you smell. Yeah. So, you know, I think, yeah, the, the shop is such a cool opportunity for you to start doing that outside our network. Yeah. And what it does, it also puts, you know, my time is valuable as well. Mm-hmm. So it puts a um, – a value, I guess it's that energy exchange, a value on it. Now, for me, I would do it whether it was free or whether there was money involved. That was the hardest bit about being put up there was monetizing to monetize gift. the yeah. gift. Because and did that feel ick for you at first? It really, really did until I took my first payment. And I, I, I do it in certain ways where I don't take the first payment. I have someone else do it. But um it did. I've seen you behind the cash register. You're not great. <laughs> no, I suck. <laughs> I think it took you I'm like good at 30 talk- minutes to put up. Oh, our, my God. I was. Oh, my. Shut up, Sarah. That I was, was so shit. Funny. I haven't fucking done this before. You were like. I was like, what the fuck? You and were then, like a baby lamb I was, learning to walk for the first time, trying to punch in those keys on the fucking And yet I'm, so, I'm super quick, but I just, I couldn't. I, my, yeah, I, it's ADD, like, ADD, yeah. Far, I had to leave the shop. 
I left Anthony to talk to yeah. you while you tried to put the fucking purchases through because I was like, I can't stand here and watch it. It's like stressing yeah, me Yeah, because out. I'm t- you know me. I get really engaged in someone when I'm having a conversation, so yeah. I stop. You can't do two things at once. Not that. I can do everything. I think I can definitely do two things at once. But not that. I I had to learn. I actually got the girls that were up there. I said, like, show me what you do because I've not done this before. So I – well, I can manage the place. Well, I can take care of the whole Oh, and the, customer, the customer service side of things, you can talk oh. to everyone that walks in and you can make everyone feel like they're at home and it's yeah. like welcome to the charmed realm and you could, like, talk the wazoo out of every product yeah. that's in there. But then when it comes to running the cash register, <laughs> no. I was like, I walked out and I saw one of your cousins or sisters or whoever it was. And I was like, I think sis needs some help. <laughs> like, can you go? I was like, we, come here. I, I don't know. I'm just struggling with the packaging. Of what do I do with You're this? like, where's the sticky tape? Where's the paper? But, where's the bag? But that was the thing. Like, even with that, I always recognize what someone else is better than me at doing. Mm. And I put them, okay, so your task is to do that. Why would I teach you something I don't know how to do if you can teach me? Yeah. So that's... I mean, that's even like before when you were um, working with someone else, there was two of you doing a job. Yeah. One of you was really good at something. The other was really good at something. But you had to swap roles because you had to force yourselves to learn what the other yes. person wasn't good at. Yes. So I think you're, you're good at that too. Yeah. 100%. I would do anything to have a go at it. Um, I think I think it was good that that because I get to observe what people are good at and allow them to do it. So I have more time to do, deal with the readings, mm-hmm. to deal with the marketing side, mm-hmm. to learn even the new style of retail marketing because it is very different, especially with those types of shops. People aren't doing it the way I'm doing it. But that doesn't mean that I gain followers because of it. It just means that I just didn't want to be exactly the same as everyone else yeah. because, you know, while I'm spiritual and I'm into everything, I'm still Kelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still Kel's like. Yo, what's up, G? Question two, right? Mm. So when you guys moved up here, little, it's going to be over a year now. Yeah, it is well over. Reaching. Yeah. You had a like a 12-month grace period yeah. where you were able to – Trust fun kid. Yeah. <laughs> you were basically every single person's dream. Yeah. Um, you didn't really have a routine. None. You didn't really have any responsibility. None. You were pretty taken care of. Yes. Now – you have a job that yeah. you have to be at. I love it. How have you adjusted to having a routine? That conversation has come up um, many times, especially when people like, I wish I could just retire. And I'm like, if you're a worker, if you're someone that has to be somewhere and be with people, that is not a good idea. Because mm. when you're in that, like you sit in it and you're like, huh. Everyone There's else only is- so much traveling you can do. There's only so much. No, but also everyone else around you. Was working yeah. jobs. So what do you do? Like it's not like we were all on the same no. trajectory as you. So it's like Monday to Friday when we're all fucking working, you got no one to hang out yeah. with. You got nothing to do. But now, I mean, I suppose going from that laxed, you were working. Yep. You were working. She wasn't a total bludger. I was definitely a bludger. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but, you know, you had some responsibilities. Yeah. Family responsibilities. Yeah. You, you took up. You took up responsibility where others needed you to. Yeah. So, you know, you had responsibility, but like now you've gone from like a lady of leisure to. Yeah. Six days a week. Working for the man. <laughs> working for the, working for the woman. The woman. <laughs> yeah. Six days a week, even seven days if I have to. But, you know, I always look at it as this too. I got a year off, so I got to make up for that year. 
plus. Are you also though loving where you are and what you're doing? I do. It's a it's a bit of a like it's. I love the drive up, <laughs> taking oh, those corners. I can I only love imagine. It. Everyone else hates the drive up to the mountains. Love like, it. You'd be fanging it like you were back in. I do, and I've got to slow down a lot of times because now I've picked all the spots where the cameras are at. Smart. You know, so I'm just like, but just the corners. I'm just like, Wing, and then you get better and better every single time you take those corners. I just need a faster car. Like I want to take out some really, really maybe a Lambo. <laughs> I just got to ask. Can I have a Lambo, it's, please? Excuse me, fam. <laughs> May I please use your Lambo? <laughs> you know that new car you just bought? You want me to test it? <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to do. I'm, I'm like, why am I not the one testing these things? Mm-hmm. How come no one's giving me that? Like, I'm the best person to take uh, it. Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> they, there is a reason why no one's giving you their fancy cars to Why? Because you'll fang it. I will. Yeah, but everyone does. You don't buy a fancy car like that that drives really quickly if you ain't going to drive it quickly. Let's just Who say, does that? Brother-in-law's not giving you no car. Ah, fuck him. Oh, no, it's not even him. Oh, no, he's going to give me his car, actually. Oh, he is, is he? Yeah. The one that I always see him working on in the I driveway. love it because I said to him, I'm like, bro, I love that car. And he's like, oh, just take it up the mountain. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I was like, sick. But then I could take sister's car and, and that's an amazing car too. That, that, that a, smashes up that hill as well. That's she, a murk, eh? Yeah, she gives it, like hammers it up. And she's a, like, in my family, we're all pretty quick drivers. And and but really good ones, like not ones that are just unsafe, maybe a little bit. But yeah, I'll smash it up that hill. But she does; she'll kill it. I love that. But yeah, that's so, going on and that's happening. And happy as, and it's a new direction. It's obviously there's more responsibility for me to make sure that there's more aftercare where people are concerned because they are paying for a service. And with that service, there's responsibilities of that service. I know a lot of readers, they don't have the aftercare. They don't care after that's done. It's done. But because, especially if they're twin flame reams, it doesn't just take the two and a half hours I sat with them. It's a long journey. So I've had to like create a, almost like a playbook of if this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens. And because I don't know these people, these people are going to be less likely to – they're going to fall into the traps a lot quicker mm-hmm. because they're not going to be able to reach out to me so quickly, like my the people that do come to me for mm-hmm. readings that are about that. But they're not all about that. But this is a really cool new journey for you. It is. It is. And it's – I don't know how it's going to go. I can only hope. Um but it is bringing out those things that were always there, like people didn't know and the ones that did know, a lot of people discounted the fact that I had them. It even happens now. Mm. Um, And family members that didn't realise what was going on, now they know. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's not that I'm being fully supported, but it's like, well, this is what I do. I don't need to hide that. But now it's just but now in a more formal setting. Yeah. It's in a formal setting, uh, but I had a discussion with my dad and I won't go too far into it, you know, because it'll just piss me off even more. And it's that Christianity versus spirituality. Mm. And when he finally asked, well, what is it that you're doing it up, up, up at that place? And I told him and he was like, you know, basically dad was in the Christian thinking um, that's, you know, Satan. And you you could be in a lot of trouble if you're drawing from Satan and I'm like I, you can't explain to someone that is set in their ways really well that they will understand 
or will they accept? And I think even though my dad was, he's like, I'm proud of you doing the healing thing, but I don't know if I can accept that, that this is the way to do it. And I'm like, the church did it the same way, whether you, you look at some points of what they did. So prophecy, they do that. All the things that I do, they do, mm. right? And I said to him, ain't it funny that this is what's healing your kids and that was what hurt your kids? I had this conversation the other day with a friend. Yeah. And we were talking about parents and how, and I think you're probably at this point with your dad with this situation too, how like we get to a certain age where all the things our parents did to us when we were younger that shaped us, Mm. that gave us trauma potentially, Mm. that moulded us into the version of the adults we are now, we have come to a point where we just go, they're just never going to get it Mm. and it's fine. Yeah. Like we can tell them Mm. this is where we're at in our lives and we'll explain ourselves and we're content with where we're at Mm -hmm. and if they don't like it, it's fine. That's who they are. It's who they are. We can't change them. Doesn't mean that we love them any less, you know. They're stuck in their ways. That's fine. As long as they let me be and they let me do what I want to do yeah. or what I feel I need to do in this life. It's kind of like you can't please everyone. No, you can't. And the, even and I, I think we're beyond that point now, aren't oh, we? Like we're yeah. so – we fought so hard in our youth for acceptance from our parents yeah. that now I'm just like, look, if I can have a, a decent conversation with my mum and dad every now and then yep. about something deep, even if we don't agree, it's like, well, that's cool. Yeah. Whatever, you do you, boo. I'm still doing me. Because I'm not having to reach for you to say whether that's good or bad. Um, We're not not now waiting with bated breath Mm. for their approval. No. We just want to be heard. And if they don't don't like it, that's cool. I think mine was more I just wanted to be heard and for the trauma part of our upbringing to start. It's like the conversation through everyone, not just me. But everyone and to it, stop to stop brushing this shit under the yeah rug. we just don't didn't want to do that anymore oh, classic Tommy Hanna yeah <laughs> so oh let's not classic. talk about it it never happened eh? <laughs> but it that was the point of like why would I speak about it so publicly if the people that it involved don't really want to deal with it and mm. I'm accepting now that it's like eh but it is actually being dealt with now so the things that weren't being dealt with now have come to play itself out but not just with myself Mm. with everyone so I'm kind of proud of um, my dad for that because he he didn't realize a lot of things but we won't get into that because no dad talks or or, you know whatever that's another day it is another day. day but I think that you know it's good the conversation has been started and it's not just one person having the conversation anymore it's like everyone in the family is involved in that but this is a whole new journey yeah it really is at 42 Two. Yeah. No, not yet. Yeah. 42 already. 42 already. I think. (laughs) No, I am 42. After 40, you stop counting. Yeah, don't care. But I think this is like, this is good for you. This is giving you like another purpose, another motivation, keeping you accountable, giving you a new outlet for your gifts. And, you know, you and I have always said we're so similar but so different in the Mm. same. You know, we're both alpha females. We're both very driven. We're both very opinionated. Mm. But at the end of it, our core is always trying to help people. Yeah. And we just do that in different ways. Yeah. So we're- It is true. That's why we get along so that's well. That's why we get it. You know. 
Um, so let's get off all the thing. I know we don't have a t- like. You know what? We'll just keep talking until everything hangs up because I'm going to make this into how many episodes. Okay.